It's October 23rd, 2014. This is the Hell Yeah Show. We're bringing you best practices for fine living, advice on how to not let technology ruin your day, Emery. Well, maybe someone used up all the soap. All right, welcome to the Hell Yeah Show. Hi. Hey. It's been a while. You've been traveling. I have been traveling. I, uh, yeah. You sound a little of, congested, actually. Do you have a cold? Uh, a little bit of a, like, um, Ebola and then a little bit of, like, uh. <laughs> you have kennel cough from traveling? Um, I always get kennel cough whenever I fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, a little bit of congestion, but not, nothing, nothing too bad. So, um, yeah, been, it's been spending, I, I've, I've spent most of the last two to three. Well, I've spent most of the last month traveling, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read there was a time, I think it was last week, where I was like, hey, uh, we should talk about Blah on the show. And you were like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, by the way, I'm in New York. It's not tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, righto. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's been a little crazy, and it, and it will continue to be crazy for a bit. So uh, there might be some spotty Hell Yeah show coverage, um, unless, uh, unless uh, some substitute oh co-host were to no step one. in well that that could happen yeah but you know uh it just occurred to me this is the season finale oh this is the season finale that's right we have to have a cliffhanger episode episode uh season three episode 24 you can announce that you're pregnant at the end of the episode <laughs> yeah. yeah and then we'll have to wait three months to find out <laughs> yeah yep. what's going on with that yep what happened uh what happened yeah. So anyway, yeah, it's been a little crazy. Uh, it will continue to be crazy, but um, uh, but today is all uh, today worked out. So let's do this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so uh, for me, this month has been, uh, you know, traditionally in radio, October is Rocktober. Oh yeah. And then you have the Oktoberfest. Uh huh. And so, uh, but my my October so far has been Hackentoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> like in preparation for. Uh, uh, the OS 10 Yosemite release. Uh, and I've been using it for a while on a couple of machines, but then like my main machine at home is uh, still ye old Hackintosh. Right. Uh-huh. And, uh, much like the millennium Falcon, I'm, uh, I'm constantly, uh, banging on it and, uh, pulling stuff out of it. And there's wires everywhere. And I've got this Wookiee in the background, like, like yelling at me. Um, so I had like, uh, I decided while I was digging around in there, um, there had been a couple of things that had been bothering me about it. And one of them was, is like my tricky, tricky AMD video card. Uh-huh. Um, and when I say tricky, it's because uh, I made the, I don't want to say it was like a, a, a huge mistake, but <laughs> I've made a huge mistake. Now I bought like a, uh, a Sapphire branded uh, video card uh-huh. a while back, like when I first built this machine. And, uh, the layout for ports on the card was a little bit different from what the reference design is. So I guess like when AMD and NVIDIA like make a video card, they have like the reference design, which is this is what the card looks like and here's all the components, right? And then people so, that create other versions of it can kind of mix and match some of the stuff on it. Right. So but by ports, you mean like the HDMI and display yeah, and whatever yeah. else ports? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'm not sure what exactly the uh, the reference design on the 6870 uh, was but mine was uh, one dual link DVI, one regular DVI, one Display Port, and one HDMI. Oh, that's, and yeah, that's not bad. No, 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 it's good connectivity. But yeah. um, because of that, it's not the the reference design. Like I don't know what the reference design was on that. I think it was actually like two Display Port and one DVI dual and an HDMI maybe. So maybe only the one DVI. I don't remember. But in order to get the AMD drivers that Apple supplies to work with it, there was always like a huge oh brouhaha shenanigan thing where I have to like go into the kernel extension with a hex editor mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to I have to adjust the personality of the card. Uh-huh. Because the way kernel extensions work in OS ten, uh every component has a personality. And in some cases they have more than one. So if like you have a video card, you can have like the entire families are are outlined and then you have these different personalities. So, like the uh, um, the AMD sixty eight hundred series cards, and I think uh, also what is it? 16, the sixty five and the sixty eight series cards are all um, they're called Barts, like uh-huh. they're named after the Barts Islands in the Caribbean. So you have like uh, um, duckweed, you have um, 
now I'm drawing a blank. There's like a dozen different uh, island names that these cards can be modeled after, right? And so uh, Gibba was another one, G-I-B-B-A. And so you have um, these, indis- these individual personalities that you basically tell the kernel and the driver to activate to support the card. Uh-huh. And if you don't do that right, then things don't work right. Like um, you might not have the ports mapped to the right components on the card. So like uh, this is obvious when you have like um, signal issues. Uh, for the port, so like you'll plug a monitor in and nothing happens, and it's because that port is actually being instructed that it's something else. <laughs> so like you could plug a monitor into the DVI port, and then the card says, "Oh sweet, I have a monitor," but then like the the OS is basically like sending that to a non-existent uh, Display Port. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like because you have to kind of like uh, just tell it where things go, and then it has to talk back. And it's a huge pain in the neck. Like I uh, I did it a couple times. I dealt with it through. Um, Mountain Lion and so this uh, is a bit like actually making these changes is like messing around in config files somewhere. Not in config files with a hex editor. I'm editing the binary oh. of the driver. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's absurd. It's absurd. great. <laughs> it's not editing a text file. Like, yeah, it's not yep. like that. All right, and it's very nerve wracking because you know if you make an error, like there's bad things that can happen. Yeah, not, not just <laughs> it's not going to work or it's not going to turn the port on. Like I'm talking about like hardware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wiped out so i uh, i was always very very uh nervous about that and um and i don't like doing it it's uh you know it's not great and so you know what just happened uh my my phone was like it's, it's plugged in and it thought that i uh asked for uh our our favorite assistant so oh. much like how your your video game console you cannot yep. talk to it by name yeah Something but i've like i've heard i've heard that the yeah I've, I've heard that the hey siri stuff uh happens <laughs> constantly yeah, yeah. It actually doesn't happen too often to me. Um, uh, and I love that feature, by the way. I can really? About that. Oh, man, I use it all the time. Really? Okay. Oh, huh. yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, if you're like me and you do all your best work in bed, it's <laughs> godsend. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I decided I was going to get a different uh, graphics card. I didn't quite go, uh, you know, the what do you got, like the, the dual SLI Titan. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whatever you got going on. No, I've I've just got I've I've got pretty close to well, look at what you've got. I've got pretty close to what you've got. I I've, I've got a I've got a seven eighty. Yeah. So yeah. this guy, I I went with an Nvidia this time just because um, Apple seems to have really good support for the Nvidia cards now, and uh, Nvidia also has uh, third party drivers. Yep. So uh, I was like, well, you know what? I'll see like the most reasonable baller Nvidia card that I can that I can buy, and. Uh, the one that I could afford because it was pretty inexpensive was the uh, the NVIDIA 760. And uh, true enough, it worked just fine. Um, there's a couple of caveats to it, though. Um, but the card itself is, it's kind of funny because, like, it's a newer card, right? And you would think that it would be, like, a lot better than the 6870, and it's not. Um, I mean, well, for actual usage. Like, when you're talking, like, about... Um, what, are, uh, yeah, what are you doing with it? Well, I'm just doing my normal my normal stuff and yeah. like playing some games and stuff it is the same huh well like so but, i i when i went from the uh f- uh 560 to the uh, 780 i saw a huge increase like in, in basically in, in my ability to run you know high-end modern games without having to bring settings down at all well also i guess keep in mind that like uh opengl versus DirectX. yeah there's a there's kind of a gap there um, and also, uh, I do see it. I mean, I have a lot more computational oomph on the card. So like if I'm doing something like, uh, um, trying to crack crypto keys or something like the, the, it has my, like mining your Bitcoin. Times. Yeah. Mine my yep. Bitcoin. Cause that's going to, that's going to happen. Yeah. I, I still can't get into that wallet. I, I have, I have a small fortune yeah. in, in, in Midwest money and uh, in Bitcoin, that I still can't get to. Um, and then I bought like a ton of memory, so I got this new card. And then I w- decided to also uh, try to figure out some of the power management stuff that's been tricking me up for a while. And so basically, I had a very long couple of weeks of a very unreliable computer. Yep. Um, many a CMOS reset was involved. Um, and since I had to like change the hardware definition of my computer, like what it's presented as a couple of times, like I- Apple locked me out of iMessage. <laughs> Oh well, I've I've got some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you. Like, I've, I've got some points about iMessage later on. So uh, you, know, yeah. you know, what you could do is you could actually. I I can tell you how to make it so that you cannot use iMessage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just get a Hackintosh and. Uh, you don't even have to do that because it, it, it's machine specific. So it's not. Um, 
you know, ID specific. But and I think it's related to like uh, uh, account compromise stuff, like people getting their accounts brute forced and then people sharing the tokens. Yeah. I think that's what people are doing because huh. uh, what happens is um, if my if my computer at home at one moment thinks that it's a uh, it's an iMac, yep, and then it reboots and it's a Mac Pro, and then yeah. it reboots and it's a Mac Mini. <laughs> Apple freaks out, uh, and they and they and they lock the iMessage and FaceTime. Yeah, because they, they right, they probably think that's like a bunch of people trying to yes. get into it or something. Yeah, okay, or yeah. that they're actually in and they're sharing the key because it. Oh, it oh, right. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Token, yep. And then I yep. think people were probably getting those tokens and then swapping them. So yeah, um, every time that this happens, it pops up a little box and it's like, "Hi, sorry, uh, you should call Apple support and give them this code." And it's actually really cool. I only had to do this twice. And um, you call Apple Care, and uh, and it's it's kind of funny because this is the greatest thing in the world. This is the greatest problem to have is that when I call Apple and I want to avoid having a conversation about my computer. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Well, because I call them up and like I have to give them my server. Oh, number. oh, of course that you, you have to works. like yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to tell them like what what Mac you're using yeah. and what yeah. Okay, yeah. yep. It's all like, right. Like a, listen, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not going to lie to them, but at the same time, like. I don't want to get into a situation where I'm uh, I'm being vague and, yep. and like they're getting weird. And to be honest, though, like they don't care. But yeah, the, yeah, sure. Uh, well, at least the person on the phone doesn't care. Yeah. Like they're in even even engineering. Yeah, because I've I've had tickets that get escalated to Apple Engineering with like kernel <laughs> panics and stuff that are from my Mac, <laughs> and they never care. <laughs> they're like, this is the weirdest thing. This Mac Mini has 32 gigs of RAM and like eight drives. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> they, they never, they never care. Yeah, but um, I've never heard of people about it. But uh, at the same time, though, here's here's the problem: is that I still I can't outright say, like, here's what I'm doing, and then expect them to to do anything. So sure, yeah. The I call up and say, you know, my account got locked, and they say, and because they look at my history, and they're like, oh, you know, do you have like an open case issue? You know, do you have something open with engineering about this? Because because I did like uh, two years ago had a big problem with um with my account that, that, that actually involved uh, an escalation to a developer. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of a, a crazy thing. But That's I'm cool. like, no, 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 uh. it's fine. And he said, well, you know, you've had this problem before. And, I, and, I, and what they're trying to do, they, they want to fix the problem. Yeah. And, that, and this is what's great. You're, I'm calling a, a tech support line, and they don't really just want to get me off the phone. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. all they have to do, all they have to do, I, I give them a 12-digit number, they type it in, they hit enter, and my stuff works. Yeah. But instead, I've got like, you know, employee of the month on the phone <laughs> who like really wants to fix the problem and yeah. i'm like i appreciate that but i kind of i gotta kind of talk them out of it <laughs> yeah so i don't want them to go i don't want them to dig too deep and and uh and start trying to be too helpful because they're just going to be disappointed um so yeah there's uh there's always a little bit of that and i gotta my screen locked on me because i'm talking type of talking for so long. But, um so i have this uh uh text support person on the phone and then they finally will accept the code and and everything's aces and uh and then my stuff works and and it's all well and good but um i just recently did that um so like it's really frustrating for me to not have iMessage on my computer and i know not so much for you but uh, i find it very unsettling because like uh my wife uses it a lot and she'll use it on her laptop all the time so i i feel like i'm not able to really keep up uh, with uh, hilarious conversations because she's amusing. Yeah. So there's some of that, and then I don't know. So I've had I've had to learn a lot about stuff that I don't care about um, in the last few weeks because of this. But I, I dumped in some more memory. I rearranged some stuff. I, you know, I should probably set up a section for a future show about. Um, there's a, a open ZFS. Um, yeah. For OS ten, it's really good. You, I think you've mentioned that on the show before. Well, I mentioned I mentioned Ziva, which was like the um, there was someone who's actually made like a commercial product out of it, uh-huh. and uh, and then that company through a an unfortunate turn of events, um, like the guy that kind of started that that company and that product, he was like uh, out in Colorado, and then they had all this, fun and there was a big huge deal, and then he wound up like selling the company to this uh, tiny storage vendor out in I think in Rhode Island. Um, called the Green Bytes, and then Green Bytes was getting acquired, and then there's this whole thing, and now they're part of Oracle. So basically, the whole product like went away. Um, but the open source uh, stuff stepped in uh, pretty quickly with that. But the uh, the current version of it is uh, pretty exceptional. But I have like a little mini because I have my my NAS, and then I have um, a little small ZFS pool on my on my workstation too that I like. But then we had oh man, 
<laughs> See, we've been gone for so long. I got all this stuff to talk about. That's fine. Yeah. Do you have anyone in your family that you just can't stand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the extended family, yeah. 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 So I have a lot, as you might imagine, I've got a lot of people I can't stand in my family. But in particular, I have really just crazy. It has bananas uncles that are just absolute idiots. <laughs> so there was like this whole thing that happened um, last weekend with uh, one of my uh, one of my idiot uncles. And he was like uh, going off on some terror and like saying a bunch of stupid stuff on Facebook on some picture that like a bunch of us were in because it was a family event. And then he was like throwing some fit. And my wife was like, you got to grow up. You suck. Basically, <laughs> like that was the extent of it. And like uh-huh. and he just like went off on her and like all this. And here's the funny thing is like this sort of thing would be much more amusing for me if I could see it. But because of my crazy, I, some of the crazier people in my family have decided that, that, that they just don't like me telling them that they're wrong. I don't know why people don't like when I tell them that they're wrong. Um, yeah, I, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, people just, I, I can't see any of it because they, they've blocked me. <laughs> so nice. all these conversations are one side. Nice. And, and I can't be clever and, and, and get my hooks into them because they can't see it anymore. So it's, you know, it, really, it really takes the fun out of it for me. But yeah, and then um, we were at this uh, Halloween thing last weekend at we have this thing called living history farms uh in my mom's town and it's basically like an old like ye old farm uh-huh. where they have like you know a blacksmith and they got all this stuff so we go to this thing and uh uh my kid has not really had a lot of candy and uh she tried some sour patch kids <laughs> my kid loves candy uh-huh. <laughs> and in particular she likes sour patch kids uh-huh and so that was interesting i i think uh I'm I'm actually kind of proud of myself that uh, she hasn't had like a lot of like binge candy stuff. You know what I mean? Like she likes she loves fruit and uh, she likes some vegetables and she's pretty good about food. Yeah, and I, I try to keep it that way. But um, she definitely likes Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> and I and I had some left in my coat pocket like a day later, and I'm pretty sure they were from that night uh, <laughs> because they tasted you know pretty fresh as far as Sour Patch Kids go. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then I you know. I've got my new haircut. I still like that. I'm looking uh, pretty good. Ooh, nice. All right. Yeah, I've got like this crazy uh, undercut thing going on, and I can wear it up in that in that knot pretty easily. It's it's uh, my hair on top is actually long enough now that it goes to my nose, but everywhere else it's like really really short. Yeah. All right. I like it. You don't. You're not really into hair. Uh, you're pretty. You have fairly decent hair, though. Don't you got a nice wave? Uh, yeah. I got. You know, it, it's it's uh it it um uh I tend to let it get just long enough that it's unmanageable and then uh, and then I get it cut. So it's more of a practical thing than like uh, I'm really pursuing any particular style. Well, you got to match your flip-flops. I do. Yeah, that's always a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think it's great. Too short a hair and it doesn't match flip-flops. No, 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 no. Yep. Then that and oh, I almost like had to I I seriously wanted to go next door last weekend and like smack somebody around cuz the neighbors had a party. Have I told you about the neighbors? Yeah. <laughs> For some reason, this year, some of the some of the places on my street have been rented by like, as far as I can tell, undergrads. Yeah, sure. Who have never lived outside of a dorm before. <laughs> so I came home one night a couple weeks ago, and people were playing like uh, like football in the street on uh, office chairs, uh-huh. like rolling around in the street. That that sounds yeah. that sounds great. That's like that's the classic American neighborhood activity, right? I, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, because my BFF, when we were in high school, he used to do this thing called street golf. Have I told you about this? Uh, no. <laughs> I think you. this is right up your alley. He would actually like, you know, carry golf clubs around and like tee off in the middle of an interstate, walk around <laughs> playing golf in streets. And like these are not unoccupied streets. <laughs> That's... I don't know. How. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think he did it once when we lived in Chicago, too. Wow. Street golf. I'm sure he hasn't done it in a long time. Yeah, but that's uh, he, he's still, he's got you know he has a he has a real future now. Sure, but at the time, I mean, street golf is where it's at. <laughs> it's cer- certainly better than that frisbee golf. Uh, oh, frisbee golf is amazing. What are you no, talking frisbee about? Frisbee golf sucks. Oh, frisbee golf is great. Well, it's no street golf. I mean, you gotta. It's no street golf. <laughs> it's no street golf, but frisbee golf is great. So do you want to talk about your your iMessage? I do. I do want to talk about because you're wrong about this, and I'm happy to tell no, you. No, I'm actually. I'm well. We'll see. So, um, <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I, I um, uh, 
let's see. I had family in town either yesterday or the day before. I forget. Um, and uh, and at some point, I texted them and they didn't get a response. So that was oh. kind of weird, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, and then we ended up ca- talking on the phone, and then whatever it worked out. Today, a uh, friend of mine is in town, called me just now, and asked if I got his text message from earlier oh, today. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. My mother-in-law does it. She, she texts well, no, my I mean, he's, and calls and says, did you get my message? Well, no, I mean, he, he was in town and, and wanted to grab dinner tonight. So, like, that's yeah, clearly, like, a, a reason to call. Um, but uh, uh, but then, um, so, you know, asked if uh, if I got a text message earlier. I said no. Um, apparently, he had sent a text message to a bunch of people. Uh, yeah. and, and, uh, and several of them had, had told him that they had not received responses. Oh, no. So, I, now I'm thinking other people may... May have done the same thing I did. <laughs> um, so what I did is I upgraded my Mac laptop to Yosemite, which, uh, without actually really telling me, uh, enabled iMessage and and signed up all of my phone numbers and email addresses that it knows about for iMessage delivery. Well, because they're all the ones that are joined to your uh, Apple. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I on no device do I associate those phone numbers or email address. The only thing I associate with iCloud is my like my at you know uh, me dot com account or whatever. You're full of crap. That's well, I mean that's that's what I do. I mean that's no, like, you log into log into Apple ID yeah apple.com and you'll see those email addresses there. Um, yeah, but I guarantee I, it. I uncheck them on every device I use. That's not the same thing. Because you, if you have to uncheck them, that's just so that you can pick where certain messages get delivered. <laughs> it has nothing to do with if they're joined to your account or not. Um, unchecking them in the like unchecking the box. But is it? I mean, do does, doesn't Apple need like a a phone number to contact me at and things like that? The phone number is always associated. That's done with your with your phone. Your phone's doing that. Uh-huh. But if you log into to your to appleid.apple.com, yeah, and you type in your your iCloud account or your Me account, whatever it is. And then it will show you all of the email addresses that you have associated with that account. And they're not ones that they've done. You have added them. Huh. I get Because it's frustrating. Um, because I'm logging I, into this and it's telling me that I need to choose a stronger password. That's because your password sucks. It does not People suck. Look at your naked pictures. People are doing it right. I'm looking at them right now. It does not suck at all. I can't. You're, you are. Oh, wow. It's, you should be proud of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh my Liz Liz had the same problem with uh with her password. Uh-huh. So you're and it's saying because it's they changed they problem. changed their password policy. Like in August. It it needs at least one capital letter. Well it's that doesn't You it, wanna do this later or do you wanna like be wrong now? No, I'm just like there <laughs> there are other ways a password can be secure other than having I a agree. capital letter. I agree. Yeah, they're looking like, for they're they're looking for difficult to brute. See, this this tells me that the account compromises that were happening were brute force based because the things that they're asking for are actually not a huge length, but they are asking for a lot of variation. Yeah, and I agree that password policy in general is is kind of silly because. Yeah, but but on the other hand, a service provider has to kind of go with the lowest common denominator, right? Yeah, I guess, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's just, yeah, yeah. They don't know about the the horse battery true trick, you know. They're not they're not reading anything. <laughs> right. Well, they they're, probably are, but they're not implementing that as policy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, uh, so yeah, so I I I you know had these weird like text message things happen. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, as like generally on any, on any Apple device I set up, um, I uncheck all of the, all of the iMessage associations and I use regular text messaging, not iMessage. Um, oh, and, you know what also is biting you is the SMS relay. SMS relay? Yeah. Cause you can use messages on Yosemite yeah. to send regular text messages through your phone. Um, yeah, but I don't know if that's by, or I don't know if that was the cause of this. Well, I, I think it was a contributing factor. But go huh. on. Okay. Well, so anyway, so then I get back to my Mac laptop right you now, just now before recording the show, uh, start it up, and immediately get a notification that is the text message from my friend earlier today. So, what I what I I mean what is what clearly happened was he's using iMessage, he sent a message to me, 
did he send it to you to an email address alias or to the I, I have no idea um i think you might be able to see that in the let me look uh so he sent it to me i can check in messages he sent it to me it apple chose to then deliver it to my mac laptop which was not open at the time he, he sent you an iMessage. yeah uh, and then, and then that, so, and, and it never got to my phone because, uh, my phone is not enabled for iMessage. Um, well, that sounds like you made a really big mistake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's my mistake. I do. I think it's the mistake of Yosemite at the, at the setup flow, not giving you the list of checkboxes. Yeah, but the checkboxes don't do anything. The checkboxes even so. Here's the thing: is that if you if you had unchecked those boxes, yeah, that just means that his message would have gone nowhere. You still wouldn't have gotten it. Uh, is that true, or would he see on his device that like I'm not uh, enabled for iMessage? He was. If it depends where he sent it. So if he sent it to a, uh, if he sent it to my phone number, then are you, if he sent it to the phone number, which is what he told me he did. Well, but yeah, I, I don't know. Is this friend um, <laughs> technically savvy? <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't want to say that. Yeah, know. not not super technically savvy, but yeah. So so it's entirely possible because uh-huh. I I sometimes get text messages that end up in my email. Yeah, yeah. Like my dad will send me something, and like it'll come in as an email because you know Verizon's like stupid or something. I don't know. Huh. But if I got, if I look at my um, iCloud thing, okay, let me go into messages. On my computer. So what you're saying is basically I should be checking all the boxes on my phone, but not on any other devices. If you want to be reached there, because if I look at my if I look on my computer, the phone number never shows up. Um Oh. Uh I mean I'm looking right now in messages. Yeah. The iMessage account. Yeah. And all I have are the email addresses and then where I start new conversations from. Weird. Okay. <clears throat> the phone uh. number doesn't show up there. It's only on the on the phone, and now on my. I think my iPad might show it too because the iPad can send SMS via the phone. I mean, I just have I have like I don't actually I turn iMessage. I don't only uncheck the checkboxes. I turn iMessage off on every device. I know you do. Yeah. I don't. Anyway, yeah. So issues there. Well, Apple got like they got kind of uh, balled out not too long ago because. Uh, People were like, they're stealing all of my messages, like because people switch to a different phone or whatever. Yeah, and they and they and, like you have to wait sixty days or something until you can reroute right. your your text messages to your to your different phone. Well, because what's happening is is you have people that are sending iMessages. If they would just send the message as an SMS, I think it would happen automatically. Right, but why are why are those people sending iMessages? <laughs> because the device prefers iMessage because it's better. Uh. <laughs> Well, for 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 simple text messages, it's exactly the same. No, it's not. I turn off read receipts. It's exactly the same. It's not the same though, because they're very different systems. Well, they're different in that it, it like it works over Wi-Fi in addition to cell signal, but that's actually worse. No, well, it works over IP, and it's not worse because if you do you know what I happens mean, I, how SMS messages get handled? Yeah, it's it's they they use the signaling channels in in cell networks. Yes, and then it goes to SS7, and then it gets handed off and batted around messaging centers. I, it's terrible. Yeah, but it, it works when uh, data does not. Except that they are charging like a million dollars for it. For text messages? Oh, not yeah, anymore. The, sure they are. Well, unless you have like, you know, free unlimited text messages. That's what I have. Oh, yeah. But I'm on, the, I'm on uh, T-Mobile. If someone's on a plan where like they have to pay for text messages, they're getting charged like, you know, a nickel or something per message, and that is like a... 10,000% markup over the cost of what the data util- utilization would be on iMessage. Um, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, I know, that's true. Because it's, it's, yeah. it's 160 bytes, but you're paying like a dollar for it. Like, <laughs> you're essentially paying like, I can't remember what the, I actually figured this out once because I got into, a, as you might imagine, <laughs> a very heated conversation. But that entire infrastructure is absolutely hideous I hate it and like an MMS the way MMS works this is even better so when you send an MMS message you're actually you're sending whatever picture or video or audio file 
to a messaging center web gateway that your telco, that your cell phone company provides. Uh-huh. And then they are sending a special pair of binary SMS messages to the recipient that basically contain an encoded URL string. And then they're just fetching it with HTTP. <laughs> so when you, when you are sending an, an MMS, you're actually like putting it on a public channel. Great. Yeah. Wow. So if you're like at all concerned about privacy, SMS is like the worst possible method of sending a message to somebody. Yeah. It's better to use Google Talk or to use iMessage or I mean especially iMessage just because of how they do the the keying on that. But Yeah, yeah. I I cannot like it drives me bananas and I got to tell you like I vastly prefer the entire iMessage system because not only can you dictate where messages are routed and delivered, you can also so for example, if um my my office email address. If I don't want to get messages that are sent to that address on my computer or my cell phone, I just uncheck that box. And so then they still go to like my office machine, but they don't go to my home machine. And I like that. I like being able to kind of flow my own messages however I want them to go. Right. So I guess, I mean, but then again, you know, I'm also micromanaging like where stuff goes and some people are just not going to do that. I don't know. Obviously, I, I have strong opinions on that. I know. Okay, I've just enabled that message. <laughs> yeah, when are you going you, you to... A, you switched to an Android device for all of two months, right? Uh, a year, but yeah. So three months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, then, and then... A year. You know, a year. No, I know. I know. I mean, I use an iOS device. So wait, okay. I just went back into message preferences on, on OS X. Uh, before I enabled, I re-enabled iMessage on my phone... Uh, even though I disabled this account and disa- unchecked all the boxes, it is now re-enabled in OS X. Do you have Keychain Synced active? Uh, yes. Because that'll synchronize the token, too, I think. So it's possible that if you have Keychain Sync active, it sees that come back through on the iCloud Keychain. And then this has to be interesting to, like, one person on the Yeah, phone. I know, I know. We should move, we should move <laughs> on. Fault. I know. my fault. <laughs> Anyway, tell me about New York City. <laughs> uh, yeah, New York City was uh, was delightful. Um, Did you see any shows? Uh, yes, I uh, saw two days of uh, the ESL One New York Dota Two competition. Oh man, <laughs> are you serious? I'm serious. All right. Yeah, uh, it was it was delightful. It was uh, um, like you know I don't know 1,500 people or so. Uh, uh, in a bit in Madison Square Garden, um, Madison Square Garden Theater, um, mm-hmm. and uh, all watching uh, people play Dota Two competitively. It was fantastic. Oh, very nice. Um, and uh, and then um, let's see, had some pizza. Pizza's good. Oh, did you go to Famous Rays? Uh, no, I went to Famous Original Rays. I don't know what the place was, but it was fantastic because. And here's actually the, like. So I, I I really like the vibe in New York. Um, really? Yeah. Uh, I, like this pizza place. We're standing in line, and uh, there's a guy. Oh, no, you, you were in New York. You were standing online, Alan. Stan- <laughs> That's what they say there. All right. Go we're, on. we're standing standing online, um, <laughs> and uh, and and it's super busy. It's a super busy place. Um, and there's this guy in front of us that like can't decide what he wants. Oh. Yeah, I know. It's the worst, right? And oh, so people are the worst. Yeah, and so he can't decide what he wants, and like you know, New York, so there's people everywhere. Well, it, but this is the thing. This is the great thing about New York is like so he can't decide what he wants, and so they start getting like pissed at him. The you know the people in the, the like owners of the pizza shop, or the the good you know proprietors of the pizza shop. Yeah, are like come on, you got to order, you got to order, get out, you got to get order, get out. And uh, and so he, he like throws up his hands, he goes, "I'm out of here," and he and he walks out, um, which is great. Like that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, go to Chipotle. The and yeah right exactly yeah the next the next morning I, I got uh, I went to a bagel place um got some some New York bagels and like same thing of like everyone in line knew exactly what they wanted ordered it and moved on and it was like it was so yeah. efficient and quick um and it's just this whole like vibe of either you're with it or you're out um, yeah yeah which I thought was was fantastic I like um, that there's a lot of social pressure to not delay everybody around you yeah. Yeah, it that, just that like does and, not exist here in the Midwest. That and and like to not um, like to just to to like to be with it, to like be conscious of your surroundings, to like 
you know, know yeah. what's going on to like, yeah, all those, all those things. Um, yeah, I that's that's one of the few things that I that I admire about that town. Yeah, <laughs> a few things. Uh, I, I'm I'm fine in New York for like the first two days. Day three is where I start to be annoyed. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's something like atmospheric, environmental. I don't know what it is, but there's I I hit a wall when I'm yeah. there. I cause when when Liz was an undergrad at NYU, I spent I spent a little bit of time in that town, as you might imagine. Yeah. And uh, it was usually great for like a day or two, and then I was like ready to go. Huh. Uh, Except for one. Oh. What? I just I came back from I rerouted an international flight that was gonna I was gonna go back to DC, and then I was like oh, I'll I'll fly into to JFK instead, and I'll spend a few days with my lady friend, and then uh, I had like some of the worst kennel cough ever. And I was basically like sick and lying on the floor the entire time. <laughs> it was not a good visit. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. No, no. good times. Um, so yeah, so yes, yeah, so, uh, New York City was great, um, and uh, Dota Two was a fantastic game both to play and to watch. Really? Oh I, my god, you were way into it. Oh, it's so great! It's so great. Um, I can't. I don't know why. I just can't really get into it. Yeah, it's. I, it's, I mean, it's very fiddly and it's very complex and a steep learning curve, but. Um, it's it's really satisfying to play, and uh, it's uh, uh, and and like especially some of these games. The, the the event in New York was actually really the the finals ended up being a really really great matchup, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was just like so. Who, who was the the final teams? Were they a couple fi- of Koreans? Final teams were no. So uh, final team was that American team. Evil Genius. get out of here. Yeah, e- evil geniuses. How did they get competitive? Uh, <laughs> the American teams are competitive now, at least in Dota two they are. Um, and uh, uh, so it's American team, uh, uh, um, uh, Evil Geniuses, um, right. versus a Chinese team, uh, Vici Gaming. Oh no! Um, and the Chinese team won, um, but not by a lot. I mean, it was a very, it was a great, great matchup. So, um, it was, it was, you think uh, there's a chance that Dota will become an Olympic sport? Uh. I think there's a chance that some uh, computer or video game will become a an Olympic sport. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it'll be Dota. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. So uh, that was New York, and oh, then I, I hope it's I hope it's Baron's chat. <laughs> yes, that would be a great Olympic sport. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And uh, and then uh, then I went to South Korea. That's um, awesome. Yeah. I, I I call it worst Korea. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do there? Did you like tour a Samsung factory? Um. Uh. I mean, a bunch of like meetings and stuff. Um. And then uh, I went to uh, the uh, another esports event, the League of Legends World Championships. Oh no! <laughs> uh, that was significantly bigger. That was in a stadium, uh, the former World Cup Stadium, uh, uh in, in Seoul. Um, oh come on! And uh, it was how did you do that at a stadium? Forty forty thousand people showed up for League of Legends. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I know, right? One of the, one of the new people in my team actually plays that, and I that's one of the games I never really quite got into. Yeah, huh. um, yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's 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 great. Uh, it's um, uh. Like I mean, you know, very similar to Dota with some simplifications, but it's very, very fun to play. Um, well, then, I thought it was more actiony. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit. It's I mean, it is it is very similar gameplay. It's just somewhat simplified, so it's more um, like, um, well, presumably that means more action, but it doesn't actually like. There's there's equal amounts of action going on. So, hmm. um, I had no idea. And uh, and then yeah, so it was just like it was a whole bunch of people, mostly Korean and Chinese, um, but some people uh, from other uh, regions uh, showing up. Um, and uh, it was nuts. It was in a stadium. Uh, Imagine Dragons played uh, a set I, afterwards. I saw them on uh, SNL. Um, I, I can't remember when. I'd never even heard of them before, but I like their uh, I like their music. Yeah, actually, I mean, I I had not really heard of them either, uh, and they're I didn't. They have, they have a hit song that I I forget what it's called, but I, which I don't think is great. But their other songs actually were I was I was pleasantly surprised. So, um, mm. 
And uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was pretty cool. They had a gigantic drum on stage that. Uh, yeah, they did that on uh, SNL too. Yep, I think um, that's probably like their thing, right? Might be. I don't know. And they they like I think they're into League of Legends because they were huh. they were like cutting to them on the jumbotron during the uh, uh, during the matches, and they were they looked super into it. <laughs> so, oh really? Oh yeah, totally. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was that was uh, it was a little bit. I mean, the matches themselves were very one sided. Uh, it was, um, uh, oh. yeah, it, the uh, uh, Samsung White team uh, uh, pretty much dominated across the board. But um, those guys, yep. So, but the the amazing thing about South Korea, uh, actually, there are a lot of amazing things about South Korea. But the most amazing thing about South Korea are the internet cafes or PC cafes or PC bongs. People still have those, huh? South it's South Korea like not only do they still have them they are uh they are like a a prominent part of life there um and really? I I mean they are like there there are as many of them in the city as there are Starbucks <laughs> like what's the benefit like why do people do that uh South uh, Korea has like you know gigabit fiber to the home yep yeah that's true I think you know so it's they're about a dollar an hour um which is uh, like for for you know, at that point, like I mean, you're basically you're 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 coming in and using like a very high end gaming PC with a super nice you know mechanical keyboard and mouse and um uh like you know and, and a nice chair in a nice environment um like for a dollar an hour it it seems like a really really great deal. Um, so See, that, I, I can yeah. never play like WoW in that environment because I want like my add-ons and my interface stuff things like that. Like, do people bring in like flash drives and have their uh, they might. Yeah, I, I, I imagine so because World of Warcraft is one of the more popular games to yeah. play there. So yeah, um, and then uh, yeah, and and, and it's uh, so it's it's you know it's cheap. Um, it's a social experience. Like people come to come there in groups and play together. Um, I, uh, I, I like was there on a Saturday night and sat next to a couple that was there playing League of Legends together, like for a few hours on a Saturday night. Um. Huh. Yeah, it's it's a very like you know so it's social like it's way I was expecting them to be uh like grungy and um and like you know not super inviting or places that like or bathed yeah right exactly yeah and it was not that at all like it was you know uh it was mostly young people but like normal young people and it was like uh very very clean very clean like very nice like that you'd think the keyboards and mice would be super grungy but they're not they keep them really really clean so um hmm. yeah it was like in wood floors and like well, uh, they're kind of like nutty about hygiene too right like isn't there uh like social socially like a lot of uh i remember there was like maybe i'm thinking of japan where they had like some smartphone that cleaned itself <laughs> uh well <laughs> i, I know they, they they do like at least in small places they their bathrooms don't have soap in them so I don't know if they're oh, that nutty about hygiene. Um, yeah, but uh, maybe anyway, it's, maybe, it, maybe it's not that they don't have soap. Maybe someone used it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think the the other uh, the other aspect of PC Cafe is just like if you're you know if you're a kid like living with your parents, it's a place you can go and play PC games without like you know having your parents tell you to stop playing. <laughs> Um, it. So it's like, you know, the kids after school are all going to the PC cafes and playing with each other, you know, for a few hours and then going home after. Right. Um, hmm. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, it like really. So that, those are just awesome. I, you know, I, I was able to spend, uh, um, you know, a few hours or so uh, um, in in them uh, across a couple a couple times, but uh, and played a little. Uh, Did you feel like they were trustworthy places? Yes. Actually, and when that's, I say that, I mean, like, you know. Were the machines yes. maintained? That's the yeah. Like so, I mean, uh, I typed a low risk password. It's it, like a password that I'd be okay if it was stolen. Um, I typed that into one of them, uh, and haven't seen any problems yet. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, so yeah. I mean, you know, I was conscious of like, hey, there. I don't know what's on this machine, but actually, like, uh, surprisingly, um, I mean, just like you know, think about. You know, how do they maintain that many machines? Do they have some sort of like central management? I they they must like they, every time you shut them down and start them up, they must be like booting from a network or something. Yeah, okay. I'd imagine, yeah. Um. Uh. So yeah, I mean That's... they like uh, I mean you know imagine like think about think about how this works. Like this is I mean a lot of people. This is like the place they go to play games. 
So, like, in that scenario, I mean, you're logging into, like, every, your League of Legends account, your Steam account, your, your like, Blizzard, your Battle.net account. Like, you know, you are logging into all your accounts on this thing, right? Yeah. Um, you're probably, like, entering your payment information on it. You're doing all sorts of stuff on it. Um, and, uh, and so this stuff has to be uh, clean, you know? Um, sure. Otherwise, like, this model wouldn't work. Yeah, because so. why would you go if your stuff kept getting jacked right. every time you went? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, right. yeah, it was huh. really, really, really impressive. Um, I liked it a lot. So, yeah. Um, and there's lots of other crazy stuff about South Korea. The Samsung is everywhere, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and taxi cabs are super cheap. They had a bad quarter, though. Did you Ridiculous. see that? Uh, Samsung? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. So, what's weird about the taxis? Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, so, weirdly, like, everything except for... Uh, real estate in Seoul like is is actually pretty cheap. So like food, drinks, taxi cabs, um, you know, uh, like shopping, like uh, it's really it's really just like luxury items in real estate that are super expensive. Um, mm. So like high end smartphones are actually more expensive. Like high end Samsung phones are more expensive in South Korea than they are in the United States. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, do they have like the same subsidy model or no? Uh, I don't know. Because um, I know, like, in Europe, that's not super common. I mean, it's available, but most people... Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Um, but, like, but yeah, getting around and eating, both, both of those were, like, surprisingly cheap. So, um, hmm. yeah. It's cool. I think I, part of it is, I think, the, the dollar to one uh, conversion rate is, is beneficial. So... Oh, all right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about the South Korean economy at all. So, yeah, I, I don't know that much either. But I just know it was it was pretty cheap to get around and and eat and drink. So, you've been doing a lot of international travel lately. Have you had any like uh, specific? I mean, do you just like whenever I would travel, I just use like my debit card everywhere, and they use the exchange rate from that day and. Oh yeah, so is that what you do too, or yeah? So I I, I have an account that um, refunds uh, ATM transaction fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will um, I will go to an ATM as soon as I arrive, uh, take out cash, uh, and then just just pay cash for things um, rather than deal with um, uh, credit card international fees. Um, All right. And then if I if I'm on a work trip, uh, then I have a, a corporate card that I use for yeah. like you know um, hotel work, cabs and yeah. yeah right yeah like work related expenses. How's the food? So. Did you do like any of the uh, big barbecue stuff? Oh yeah yeah did like three. Three Korean barbecue <laughs> meals, because <laughs> um, that's the thing to do there. Uh, the first time we just wandered in, we didn't actually have a local with us the the first time, and so we just wandered into a place, um, and that did not go very well because we didn't know how to do it. Uh, like we didn't we didn't know which meat was already cooked and which meat wasn't already cooked. <laughs> yeah, um, that can be dicey. Yeah. Um, and we didn't know like how to assemble, like which toppings to use with what, and what dip to use with what, and all that stuff. So, um, but eventually we figured it out. Uh, the uh, local beer of choice there is Cast Fresh. Um, okay. Yeah, which uh, is it pretty much like whenever you have it, you mix it with uh, shoju. Um, this like kind of sweet uh, alcoholic beverage, um, okay. and so you you actually kind of like uh, sweeten the beer a bit. Um, with that and 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 thin it out a bit so interesting um, yeah uh so anyway um what's the drinking age there uh oh actually yeah i think we we asked this um uh i think it's 20 hmm. yeah i'm not sure though do the uh like the internet cafes that you were talking about do they have like liquor licenses or do they just serve coffee or what um they, I don't remember any alcohol in them. Um, but you were so drunk who could remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd be surprised if there was. They certainly, I mean, they they serve a bunch of like you know drinks and snacks and even like you know prepackaged meal type things that look pretty good actually. Um, you know, like sort of like pre made deli meals, like you know wrapped up. Um, and then um, uh, and then they can, they have like on the PCs themselves, you can order food directly from them and have it delivered. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty solid. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't hate that. There's a uh, downstairs from my office. We have a pretty large international student population, and uh, there's a uh, like a Korean. They, they do like a lot of barbecue stuff, and they also do like a lot of soups. And they, I mean, there's a line at that place every single day. Yeah, and they're only open like they close for the summer, and they close over winter break. And I think they have to be just making out like bandits. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, they're seriously just a huge line. And I think some of it's like, you know, familiarity and comfort food. And the other part of it is it's just damn good. <laughs> like, I love that place. Like, I would eat there more often if I didn't have to, like, stand in line. Uh, yeah. It, the I think, like, the... I mean, the, the overriding trait of uh, Korean food, from what I experienced, was, uh, eat, like you take meat and you cook it at the table. Like that was, that's kind of the, the overarching thing. And I like, that is, I think a model that works really well. <laughs> so it's kind of like a teppanyaki, but, um, you do the cooking. Uh, like when you're in like a Japanese place where they do like the, uh, the big, uh, food prep right in front of you and on the, on the big grill. Uh, so it's, it's similar to that, but you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think I've had that, but yes, it's, it's similar okay. to that. Well, you're doing it. And sometimes they come along and help you. Um, or I don't know. At least they came along and helped us. I think you can do it yourself you're, if, if you're, you're a really big foreigner and you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you have a local with you that was kind of? Yeah, like, we we did for for most of the the meals and and stuff we did. We had a local uh, uh, helper. That's so, good. yeah, but, that's good. Yep. Yeah. So I was afraid of getting like you know a ransom notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have your co-host. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah. So uh. Yeah. That's that's the travel report. Um. Well, uh, I'll, I'll have a report on um, PAX well, Australia yeah. is the next thing coming up. So, oh, okay. Um, well, uh, I mean, you've been to Australia. I have been to Australia before. So that's all old hat for you. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get back to those Tim Tams and the Tim Tam Slam. Tim Tam Slam. Yeah. I think uh, my great like I've never been to Australia, but we had um, an Australian office when I worked someplace else, and uh, the people that would visit from that office. A couple of them were smokers, and they had like the most grisly and gruesome cigarette packaging I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> from Australia, like I thought. It was oh, amazing. oh, I did. Yeah, I totally saw that when I was there. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's just yeah, it's, it's like brutal. Not not only warnings, but like just yeah. <laughs> Look at this disgusting yes. organ that we harvested like, from someone's body. Yep, yep. It's like I'll take a box of cadavers and uh, yeah. yeah. It it was it was rough. I was yeah. like, how do you think? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yep. And then uh, the only other thing, uh, the only update from me is uh, I, I, I uh, acquired an iPhone six. Yeah. Um, which I'm liking I, a lot. Yeah, I, I'm liking mine. Yeah. I have um, no complaints. I switched to Touch ID immediately upon uh, getting it. Yeah. Good for you. And yeah, and it, I, it, I thought it was working out well. Um, but what I realized in the end is actually like. I actually prefer having a uh, deterministic but slightly slower path instead of a non-deterministic but potentially faster path. Uh, so, okay. so like, because Touch ID occasionally fails. Really? Yeah. Uh, like you know your your fingers like you know position not quite right or like you know it doesn't scan right or like you've got some like, moisture you know. I've actually had a really good experience with it. Like I don't think I've ever had a failed. Well, you, you must have more definition in your uh, in your thumbprint than I do. I have very dainty girlish hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, it, like, it would work most of the time. I'd say it, were, it would work, like, 98% of the time, right? Uh-huh. Um, but, like, that, re- you know, given the number of times I unlock my phone a day, that remaining 2% just got to be too annoying. Um, yeah, okay. And so, uh, and the other, so actually what, what would have made it fine uh, it would be if they let you set a timeout, Um you know, so normally with a passcode, you can set a timeout up to 15 minutes where you don't have to re-enter your passcode within that window. Um, yeah. And so uh, it, so I normally do that, um, which I think sure. makes a ton of sense. Because like, what I'm worried about is not someone like, you know, grabbing my phone from my hand and immediately trying to steal my data. Like, I'm worried yeah, about yeah. leaving my phone somewhere and then having someone, you know, find it. Sure. Right. Um, like, my phone is normally in my pocket. Um so, uh, um, anyway, so, so like I like a, a timeout duration because I'll frequently like lock and unlock my phone several times and, you know, I thought you could have one set up. I don't remember. No. So if you enable touch ID, it actually will only let you use immediate, uh, okay. uh, relocking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 
Liz uh, wound up getting she. I mean, she had she was up for a hardware refresh too, and uh, her iPhone five was like having a lot of. She had basically a weird uh, power button issue, and then she had uh, her battery was like under recall, and she was just you know we were profoundly lazy and tired people, so we haven't like sent it in. Yeah. So she'd been kind of suffering uh, for quite a while um, with that device, but she went with a um, a five S just because she. Didn't think she likes the size of the six, yeah. much less the six plus. Yeah, yeah, and I and I think, you know, I think a lot of women probably have this issue where like your pocket, your pockets are not big enough to accommodate it. Um. Yeah, that's. I, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, her even her five S is is too yep. big for her pocket. Yeah, and I don't know how they're getting away with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think you know. Or, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess they still have. Well, yeah, you can't even buy the four anymore. So, yeah, or the four S. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, well, I I'll be curious to see if like, uh, like, is the six really gonna be? Will there be a point where the six really is their smallest phone? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, it, yeah, it is their smallest uh, in the lineup? Right. Yeah, but and but, I mean, didn't Steve Jobs say also that like you know the the original iPhone like that was the size he's like yeah. this is the best size for yep. a phone yeah they, i mean he they, was kind of right yeah they they studied like you know if like with the average human hand what size lets you touch all points on the screen without having to reposition you know yeah and um, instead they've kind of like come up with all these ways to kind of negate the the point or the value in that but i don't know that they're i don't know I, yeah yeah i mean i still like so the problem i'm having right now is like uh, there are apps that have the you know back button in the upper left corner, and that pretty much always requires a repositioning of my hand. To have you okay? So let me tell you this: Have you done the double tap? Uh, I heard about the double tap. I thought it might be for the only the six plus. Does it work on it's the not, six it too? Works, it works on the six. So if you just do like a light uh, double touch on the on the button, on like the touch not ID a, button, not a, will, oh yeah. So yeah, this has happened accidentally to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes. Yeah. That's. Uh, um. Uh, that's, I think I, it's kind of interesting, but at the same time, it doesn't really solve the problem. Yeah, yeah, not it's yeah. That's uh, that, get, making it making it three taps instead of a hand reposition and a tap well, doesn't really make it any easier. That was Liz's complaint too. Yeah, yeah, and and actually, I'm trying it now, and like I'm having the same issue around deterministicness of like it works most of the time, but sometimes it doesn't register, and that's <laughs> like. That's the end of it for me. <laughs> I think we might have to save the uh, the soundbar thing for our season opener. Oh, oh, wow, good. Uh, this could be a good cliffhanger. Oh yeah. So, okay, I'll set this up. Um, I recently was delighted to learn that home theater soundbars don't suck, and I'm a little disappointed that someone didn't convince me sooner. So, uh, home theater soundbars suck. <laughs> no, they. <laughs> <laughs> They don't. Uh, like I, I'm sure there are some that do. Yeah. Okay. Home theater soundbars, home theater soundbars are for for an equivalent amount of money and maybe mm-hmm. slightly more, you can get a very solid actually full surround sound system. And and uh yeah, and there, there's no reason to get a soundbar. What if uh okay. Yeah. We'll have to talk about this. This yeah. is going to be a while. Yeah, probably. Uh, this, so, yeah, this might this might really drag out. It might. It might. Um, also, Samsung's TVs suck. Uh, <laughs> it, it's it's related. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, we'll say that as a teaser. Do you want to quickly uh, do this PSA here? Oh yeah. So my cat likes to scratch at stuff, and uh, because we're not savages, um, we don't declaw cats. Yep. And uh, I read the thing about these uh, the kitty claw caps. Have you ever seen these? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, little rubber cap. I was very skeptical of this. Yeah, and I thought there because my cat does not like to get her nails trimmed, and I thought it was going to be like a huge hassle. Um, it's actually working pretty well, <laughs> and uh, and and plus her paws look adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just like she's had a manicure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love them. I think they're great, and I I would highly recommend them. Right. And I should probably uh, have thought in advance to grab the specific brand, but um, I could talk about that again later. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll fix it up in the show notes. Cool. Uh, very good. Well, then um, that will probably do it for this episode of the Hell Yeah Show. Um, we'll next time. Uh, tune in next time as we're going to talk about sound bars. Um, 
<laughs> in the meantime, if you want to contact us, the email address is show at hellyeah.com. The web address is show.hellyeah.com. You can find us on the Twitter machine, twitter.com slash show. Send us a tweet at show And that app, that net thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And with that, uh, we will see you in a few weeks. She loves Sour Patch Kids.